Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. It is my mission to show every person their true economic potential. Not just the money you can make, but your own ability to control your economic destiny and live the life you were meant for. I answer your questions and bring on guest hosts to share inspiring stories, teach valuable lessons, and offer a strategy or two. In the next half hour or so, I hope that you might learn something that could change your life. You are meant to live a good life, and I want to help you get there. I'm very excited to bring this show and this interview with Amy Flores to you. Actually, I'm excited about a number of things going on right now. The Crush 2021 Motivational Series, the Countdown to 2021 Free Goal Setting Workshops, Conference 21, there's a lot going on. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Conference 21, at which our guest, Amy Flores, will be a speaker in the next break, so stay tuned for that. If you are a regular listener... You may notice that I've been experimenting with formats to some degree, and some of you will say, oh, I didn't notice, I like it. And some of you will say, this dude has no idea what he is doing. One of my coaches, Lois Kofi, likes to say, strive for progress, not perfection. I could have spent months planning and optimizing and testing this podcast before releasing it, and I realize that most of you are in the first group. You wouldn't have noticed. If I didn't point it out, you would have no idea that uh, each episode started a little differently, slightly different background music, little variations like that. So why am I pointing it out now if you wouldn't have noticed? Because some of you are listening, and you're saying, wow, I wish I could do a podcast. I wish I could do what Michael does. Michael's motivation, the webinars, the Crush 2021 motivation series— Uh, Conference 21, and of course, this podcast. I want to share my secret with you of how I do it all. So what's my secret? I just do it. I don't spend a lot of time thinking and planning. I take action and get started. Then I correct and adjust. Some things take wing and catch on, and some fall away quickly to make room for other things. Just get started. Get moving. Direction doesn't matter as much as action. Dr. Ivan Meisner, founder of the Business Network International, says, Ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Be ignorance on fire. I've mentioned the Crush 2021 motivational series a couple times, and if you're looking to be on fire in the fired-up way, this series is for you. How would you like to open your email every morning from the start of 2021 and get a quick hit of exciting, inspiring motivation audio form? Does this sound like it would help you get out of bed and moving? Does that sound like something that would give you momentum to go crashing into 2021 like the Kool-Aid man through a brick wall? That's how people already subscribing feel, and that's what they're telling me they're getting out of it. You should join them. Visit crush2021.guywhoknowsaguy.com. Again, that is crush2021.guywhoknowsaguy.com. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a sample message I've been sending out. You will also be inspired by our interview today with Amy Flores. She is a travel agent, but not just any travel agent. As a parent of a disabled child, she says it takes extraordinary effort to have an ordinary day. She took her planning and operation skills from the nonprofit sector and applied them to making great experiences for her family. She made this her business. She is one of the few travel advisors who can help a family with disabled members have an extraordinary experience without becoming an extraordinary hassle. And this isn't just for kids with special needs. Uh, Think of a trip where multiple generations are traveling together. The kids want to run around and do all this active stuff. The parents want to visit every museum. And maybe the grandparents can't handle stairs. Maybe they just want to hang out by the pool. Amy can anticipate every need for them and make a wonderful experience. She also works with, with coaches and retreat organizers to anticipate everything to make their retreat a meaningful, powerful experience to the participants and to keep the organizer focused on the clients and not on the venue and the operations. 
Amy's story is inspiring, skills are impressive, so I'm excited to bring to you my conversation with Amy Flores. I am here today with Amy Flores with T Travel Planning. She is a travel planner and entrepreneur and so much more. How are you doing today, Amy? Very good. Thanks, Michael. Very good. So as you were talking before, you said you have an engaging story of how you got into the uh, world of travel planning. And I think that seems like a good place to start. So tell us tell us your tale of how you got where you are. Sure. Um, so I worked in nonprofit uh, health services uh, as a direct, you know, worked my way up as into a director level position. And um, during that time, or at the end of that time, my daughter was hospitalized for a long period, and I transitioned home with her uh, to be her full-time caregiver about three and a half years ago now. And it was at that time, uh, during that transition, that I realized I needed something <laughs> to keep me engaged and and busy and, you know, keep my mind in the real world. So I took my love and passion for travel, um, which everyone came to me for advice and, and planning and tips and tricks. Anyway, my aunt also owned a travel agency for about 40 years. So I had some uh, background experience about kind of what that position was all about. So, uh, I took that and, that's when I started, uh, became a, an agent with uh, T Travels. So the issue that came up most in how I got into travel as, as a hobby is uh, my daughter that I mentioned is severely disabled. She's now 21 years old. Um, and we have traveled everywhere with her. Uh, and that was a big, big piece of what brought our family together, kept our family together, still keeps our family together. It For people who might not live in that, I call it kind of like that twilight zone parallel universe of yep. um, severe needs or medical needs. Um, one of our little catchphrases is that it takes an extraordinary effort to have an ordinary day. So trying for so, so many of these families to try to even fathom taking something and having an extraordinary day is just too much. And they can't really just emotionally, mentally, uh, physically, effort-wise wrap their head around how that would even happen. So when I worked in the disability field, there were just so many people that needed the break, needed to step away from, you know, life and really reconnect. Um, And it was so disheartening to see that day in and day out. And then when they took the opportunity to do it and have it not be as restful, magical, uh, refreshing, you know, all of those things that it's supposed to be when they would come back and tell me, you know, this didn't work out or we had no idea about this. And, Oh, I wish we had brought a manual chair or a power chair. or We had trouble getting, equipment, you know, when they would tell me all those stories on the back end, like I said, it was heartbreaking because all of those things didn't need to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've traveled internationally. We've been on cruises. We've traveled all over the country. 
um, into Canada. We're actually finally getting to, um, with the kids, getting to Mexico uh, coming up shortly. Um, so they truly, you know, we have been all over. And it is that time as a family. It really was the only time the four of us, it's myself, my husband, my daughter, and then my son as well, who's in college now. Mm-hmm. Even growing up when they were younger, it's it was my husband and my son were out doing the sports thing, the school thing, the whatever. And I was at home taking care of the medical needs, you know, and the caregiving and the household needs. So like those soccer weekends or, you know, those tournament weekends where people would travel and go away and, and be together as a family, we never had those types of experiences. So when we traveled as a family, it was the only time we really had that shared positive experience. Um, and go ahead, Mike. And it sounds like it's crucial that it be a positive experience. Cause as you're saying, you know, we have to put an extraordinary effort to have an ordinary day. So you, you really need the, the break as much. And, and it's it sort of, it sounds like kind of the reason people need a travel agent anyway, why they shouldn't plan their own travel. Cause something could come up, you have planes, uh, there's a storm and your, your flights canceled or whatever. And who do you call? Um, but then to the, to the nth degree, because there's, there, there are expected complications and you know, there's going to be things that you don't anticipate. And that's why you need someone to, to help guide that, to, to make it as a restful experience. Correct. And that exactly. And that's when I kind of took that travel hobby, um, and then started doing, you know, just helping people more, um, in a more systematic way. And, Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what, um, I've been doing most of the time. So my, of course I can plan travel and help anybody with, with anything. Um, but I really, really target and specialize in working with people with health needs and disabilities. Um, and that's been, what's been really great is kind of a few, I have a few like highlight trips that are just like my favorite (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. um, working with multi-generational like family trips, I just, um, right before the pandemic, we had just done a um, 50th wedding anniversary and dad had had a stroke, um, was, you know, was in, was recovered and still had some pretty good function, but had some concerns. Um, but it was the grandkids, the kids, some brothers and sisters. So, you know, aunts and uncles and then the grandparents. So it was an extended large family. Um, and they just were concerned about making sure everybody's needs were met because of course the younger kids have different needs than the teens, than the Mm -hmm, parents. mm -hmm. Um, So being able to create an itinerary that where everyone, you know, got to hit what they wanted to hit, but, um, but still allow for people that had um, stamina issues or mobility issues, you know, a way to participate and not feel like they had to be dragged around on all these tours, you know? (laughs) Um, so it really is a great experience because I really get to know the families, uh, what the mm-hmm. needs are, what outcomes they're looking for from the trip. Uh, like you yeah. said earlier, obviously you want a vacation, you want a break, but what are truly the outcomes that you're looking for? And people don't often think about that, mm-hmm. like that deeper, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, what are we looking for? Um, so when I start asking some of those questions and all of that type of um, skill for me comes from my nonprofit work. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think about that, like in terms of what is a break, you know, just looking at my, I have a six-year-old daughter and mm-hmm. our new house has a hot tub <laughs> and 
if I get in the hot tub, I want to sit in silence and look at the stars and relax. And she wants to swim and jump and make bubbles and splash. And it's two people taking a break in a hot tub, same hot tub. Yes. Uh, but a very different idea of what is what is a break. And I'm sure it's the same with the vacation. Some people, their idea of vacation is they want to sit by the pool and read their book for three days and not talk to anybody. And that is their ideal vacation. They don't want, you know, tours or trips or anything. They want to read their book. And other people, they, their ideal vacations, they want to see every museum and go to every every uh, hiking spot and every tour and every everything. Um, and so I imagine that it's it's very important to have someone like you who can facilitate and accommodate and and uh, figure out, you know, what what will make everyone happy or maybe splitting up into, um, you know, the grandparents maybe will will stay here and the kids can do this and with exactly. the parents and, and whatever. And, you know, making that that perfect vacation for everyone. Yes, exactly. And that's and that's what I love to do. And honestly, it comes easily for me. And again, I think that's so much of my background of juggling you know, medical needs <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. and kind of, and then having that deeper understanding of family dynamics from all of my, um, you know, nonprofit human service work. So it, people think it's such a jump that I went from basically like case management, you know, into travel, but it really, they really mesh together, at least for me, <laughs> yeah. my personality yeah, and my skill set. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so speaking of breaks, I'm going to take a quick break so that I can promote something I'm doing. And then we'll come right back to our interview with Amy Flores. Sometimes we are forced to adapt when circumstances change. 2020 has taught us this in spades. Although it is not unique to 2020, sometimes the adaptations end up better than what they replaced. This is what I am finding as I plan Conference 21. Running February 21st, 2021, Conference 21 is a virtual speakers conference featuring almost 30 speakers. I've run all kinds of in-person events, but the potential for virtual events is incredible. First off, the cost is so much lower. An event like this would cost hundreds or even thousands of dollars to attend. With travel, hotel, and food, not to mention the ticket price, as a virtual event, you can get access to these incredible speakers and networking opportunities for only $21. Networking opportunities? You didn't think the guy who knows a guy would run an event without networking component, did you? The speakers are why you attend an event like Conference 21, but the lasting value is often the great connections you make. At Conference 21, employing various strategies and technologies to give you the opportunity to network with attendees and speakers just like you would in the hallway or at the bar of an in-person conference. We'll even have a virtual wine tasting. You'll hear more about that next week on the show. This virtual conference is so exciting that even when the quarantine is over, we might continue taking advantage of the powerful opportunities that virtual meeting provides. You definitely don't want to miss out on this one. Visit www.conference21.com to sign up. Registration is only $21, and if you sign up before December 31st, you will get access to the exclusive Friday night networking event, February 19th, which happens to be my birthday. What did you expect the guy who knows a guy to do for his birthday besides running a networking event? Go to conference21.com now to sign up for this exciting and unique event to connect with dozens of great speakers, including Amy Flores, who we are learning about right now in this episode. Speaking of which, let's get back to that interview. And we're back with Amy Flores, travel planner extraordinaire. Uh, she was telling us about how she uses her uh, experience from the nonprofit world to 
uh, be able to help people and almost do sort of case management to make sure they have great travel outcomes because there's a lot of moving parts and constituencies that need to be satisfied in the travel experience. Um, and now you also said that you you help with like retreat planning for for businesses and coaches. Uh, do I understand that correctly? Yes, that's and again coming from <laughs> the previous world of um, running larger events uh, and being a facilitator and trainer myself. Um, I, I have a unique understanding of what it's like to have to be the leader presenter type face in the room as well Mm -hmm. as having to manage all the background details. So another one of my specialty services is handling all of those background details. So coaches or sales team leaders, or even just, um, you know, corporate teams, so they can focus on their content and delivering the message, Mm -hmm. you know, working on the outcomes. And I handle everything on the back end as far as, you know, destination, um, contract negotiations for the accommodations and um, food, you know, food and menu and all that uh, if necessary. Um, Obviously travel, if it's a, I have a few nationwide groups. So we work together to create um, a, mutually convenient location that still aligns with the theme or outcome of the event Mm -hmm. we're trying to do. So basically it really saves the retreat leader um, hours and hours (laughs) and hours of time. Um, And their business, um, like, you know, coaches, time is money. You know, if they have to do all of that planning, that's 10 to 20 hours in that week that they can't see clients. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I tell people all the time is that if there's something that's not your strength, you should hire it out because there's no reason. Uh, you know, part of what they're hiring is your experience. They're not just hiring you to take the time to plan it, but they're hiring you for however many years it took you to learn that stuff. And it's going to be really expensive for your client to figure it out on the fly, uh, especially if it takes them away from their job at the event, which is providing the content and building relationships with these clients. and. Um, you know, if, if they if they're too busy dealing with some technical detail of the event, so they miss out on a conversation that would have led to a referral, that ends up being really expensive to do it yourself right. compared to bringing in an expert like you. That's um, spot on, and it's not just every, and the, this goes with anything travel. Well, I can just look it up online. I can just do it myself. And yes, you can. But as you were saying, what might take you just even for a regular traditional vacation five to ten? to 20 hours, depending how deep down the rabbit hole you go. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can get you that same information in about probably an hour max. Yeah. Um, And and a lot of things online, as we've come to learn, you know, aren't always as they seem. Uh And a lot of people, most people don't understand the relationship of third party vendors. Um, So I don't want to call any out. And mm-hmm. get yep. in trouble, but third-party vendors are those middlemen sites that sell hotels and flights and packages. Um, some are online, some are known as big box stores <clears throat> and places mm-hmm. such as that. So when you book through a third-party vendor, um, and unfortunately the pandemic showed us this over and over and over and over again. So. I'm hoping that the pandemic was almost a good thing for the travel industry, almost, even though it shut everything down for a year. Um, 
because those third-party vendors, can't, you can't get a refund. Or mm-hmm. getting a refund is a much trickier um, process with many of those third-party vendors because you're not booking directly through the airline or through the hotel or the villa or the property. So you can't just call the airline and say, hey, you canceled this flight. This trip didn't happen. You know, obviously we're going to do refunds. You have to go through that third-party vendor. Um, yeah. what, and I, I think it's, it's that illusion of independence too. People are like, oh, I did it myself. They didn't do it themselves. They used <laughs> the travel agent was, uh, you know, Sam's Club or the travel agent was Priceline or the mm-hmm. travel agent was was whoever. Um, they still didn't do it themselves unless they called Marriott and they called American Airlines. Right. That's doing it yourself. But otherwise, you're just using it. And just like, you know, if you get in your car insurance, you don't, mm-hmm. if you go to progressive.com, you're not getting your insurance by yourself. You're still getting it from progressive. Right. So you might as well work with an agent. Um, and no, so as an agent, are there additional costs to working with you? Is it cost less? What, what's the financial implications? So every agent is a little bit different. So um, I just say that, you know, don't generalize and say, hey, I heard. <laughs> but as, <laughs> Amy told me. Amy told me, yeah. I do not ch- charge additional fees to book a package or vacation. So if you call me and you say, hey, I want to go to this all-inclusive resort, Los Cabos, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and, um, and then Harry Potter shows up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I am a nerd at heart, too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And they want to go to an all-inclusive resort, and they might say, like, okay, what's your best deal? And whatever. Like, so there's that on that end. There's no additional fee. Because whatever you see online or I, I look up, is going to be the same price that a lot of people ask me that with Disney. Cause that's the big one, obviously right there. Mm-hmm. Who wants to save a buck at Disney, but whether you go to WaltDisneyWorld.com and you plug in your dates and how many people and the tickets and the, those two numbers are going to be exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Cost nothing else to book with me because when you book through those websites, just like you were saying, think of it exactly like Priceline or whatever. There's someone on that other end that is still getting a commission. It just goes to the Disney travel planning, you know, engine versus mm-hmm. a small business owner type person in your local community. Um, the charges. Well, sorry, let me back. So there's no additional, so the short answer, sorry, Michael, no additional fees. Mm-hmm. Where the fees come in is once that is booked, if you want me to create, like I was speaking about that multi-generational trip, if you want mm-hmm. me to create a day-to-day overview itinerary and things like that, then there are fees for that planning time and that like package you're going to get. For, for additional work you're getting for the additional money. Exactly. Cause I'm, yeah. but you then walk away with digital or in or paper printed out packet of, mm-hmm. you know, here's all your stuff. Here's where you go Monday. I suggest you do this and this Tuesday. I suggest you do this and this. I'll book your dinner reservations. I'll book your scuba diving you know, trip, whatever excursions you're looking for. Um, so yes, yeah, so there are additional fees with that, but so for something like that large family, um, honest, that was like a $15,000 trip. So for mm-hmm. them to pay an extra $600 to get some just com- put in. There's common sense to work with you there. Right. When it's something like that, it makes so much sense. Um, and they, and I've even had, some Disney regulars, some di- hardcore Disney people that are friends of mine um, that said, oh, you know, just I'll help Amy out and I'll book through Amy. 
And now they'll never do it themselves again. Mm-hmm. As much as they were hardcore Disney travelers, understood the ins and outs of everything. Um, one of the moms called and said, I never realized as much as it was fun and I enjoyed it, or I thought I enjoyed it. <laughs> I never realized how much time and energy I put in like months before the trip to get all this taken care of. And she was like, yeah. just have you basically, I pull up my uh, Disney, you have your own account. You know, I pull up my link and everything's just in there and it's done. And yeah. So it's, it's even people who, like you said, are, are used to it and enjoy doing it. Um, we're still, they're very pleasantly surprised when someone yeah, and, take that. And talk about the re- retreat plan. If you're a, a coach or whatever, you know, your time could be worth a hundred, 200, $300 an hour. Yes. And if you're talking about 10 hours of work that you spend, you know, calling retreat centers and just doing the, the legwork, you could be talking about $3,000 of time you're spending, um, which I imagine. Uh, much more cost spent, effective. Than- <laughs> yeah, 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 it's spent with you would either give you a phenomenally planned event or it would cost much, much less to get uh, to get the work done without having to stress yourself out. Right. As the, the, the retreat organizer. And second guess, like, is this location going to align with what I'm trying to communicate are there experiential activities that are gonna you know make this a once in a lifetime memorable event for my guests and mm-hmm. again all of the, I have that conversation with you we basically do a one hour call it takes about an hour and it's for me it's an interview you know? Yep. <laughs> and I know exactly what to ask and how to get how to get the information I need to plan for the outcomes you're looking for yeah yeah that's huge yeah. And it you know, saves time, saves money, and it's definitely the way to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so a lot of people listening are are uh, what, what a friend of mine called entrepreneurs, people who want to be entrepreneurs, looking to get into business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as someone who, who launched a travel planning business, um, what would be your advice for either someone who wants to get in the travel business or just someone who wants to get in the business in, into business in general? Um, for me, it was luckily I had those few months of hospitalization with my daughter to Mm -hmm. um, reflect on, yeah, what, where I wanted to go next. And I thought of a few different things. I had a few different balls in the air. Um, And then when I did the, the kind of the skills assessment, you really have to do a self assessment and Mm -hmm. be really honest with yourself because no one's grading you, no one's seeing it, but you. Yep. So be really honest with yourself just because you saw, you know, so-and-so on the Facebook feed that made a million dollars and, blah, blah, you know, that doesn't mean it's right for you. And it, or they really made a million dollars. Right. Or did, they, they, they did play <laughs> 10 years before that million dollar year where yep. they lost everything. Um, so, yeah, if you really want to be your own entrepreneur or solopreneur, first of all, you have to be okay with risk. Mm-hmm. It's you it's there is there's a special personality i feel um that it really takes to do this you have to it's kind of like a gamble like a gambler you have to like walk in knowing you could lose whatever you're investing yep (laughs) um and as you said earlier michael with it be very clear on the skills you have but the skills you don't have and where you're going to need for to ask for help Mm -hmm. um and don't see it early on. Don't see it as going into debt. See it as investing in the future. Um, I know I'm just getting out of that phase now, if you will, like <laughs> paying so much to get so much set up on the front end. Yep. So as I move forward, I'm now, you know, the 
the profit is a profit. <laughs> um, but that takes time. And that's mm-hmm. just understand that it takes time. Um, be consistent and just keep going. And that's what you, in any of those books, you know, all the books about it, like that's, if you read, and I read about one a month at least, um, that's what comes through all of them. The people who are successful, like you see, you see, as everyone says, you see the tip of the iceberg, you see the party, you don't see all the work underneath, but Mm -hmm. they kept going. Absolutely. My, one of my favorite little um, quotes is like, fail forward. Mm-hmm. failure is moving forward and you have to really have that mindset and be okay and be able to kind of have that s- switch in your brain because crap's going to happen and you're going to feel yeah. okay and whatever but you have to be able to say like okay have the feeling acknowledge it dust it off move on you have to really be able to do that it's funny you're saying this right now because my my michael's motivation this morning as we record this was uh called you are undefeated uh, in that, if you're watching this video, you haven't died yet. Yep. So game's not over, which means you haven't lost yet. So no matter where you are, even if you've you've lost the last twenty battles, you haven't lost the war. Uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, they lose a battle and say, "Oh, I lost. It's mm-hmm. over." Right. And yeah, you know, especially in entrepreneurship, it's not over. As long as you're still drawing breath, it's not over. Correct. Yeah. As long and, as you keep moving forward and keep, mm-hmm. okay, that didn't work. What else might work? Um, or who can I call in to help me? Yep. That was a big, you know, that was a big thing for me as someone who in my career was walked into many failing or mediocre situations, put put it that way, and made them exceptional. Mm-hmm. And I say that with as much humility as I can. But, <laughs> if you, you know, did it, you did it. I walked in and made them successful. I, I became a director level in my early 20s, you know, like so. Wow. Like, and so I, you know, and I learned, I got knocked down a bit too there, but you know, I learned Mm -hmm. the hard way, luckily early on. So I could come in and through leadership and facilitation and, you know, mediation, I move things forward and be successful rather quickly. Um, That's not the case in the entrepreneurial world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a big Shake up for me. It's like, but I did all the things, and uh, what? Where are where are all my people? <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. Build up to that, but but the exciting thing for people who might want to work with you now is you've got all that background that you can now apply to their Disney trip right. or their cruise, which is amazing. Yeah, um, and I so. take a lot of that with, um, and it's very fun with the coaching and the retreat mm-hmm. planning. Yep, is because most of them are coach coaches or you know, facilitators, moderators of some kind. <laughs> and so it's a lot of fun to use a lot of their own tactics on them. And maybe ah, yes. is the wrong word, but being able to say like, oh, okay, well, what, what are you looking for? What is ideal? What, where are you going with uh-huh. it? So it, it is, it is really a partnership of working mm-hmm. with people and really understanding them. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so we're coming to the end of our time. Do you have any final comments you want to share, which can also include websites and contact information of sure. how people can find you? I just believe wholeheartedly that every individual deserves magical memories. Um, So whether there is a health need or a disability, like don't let that hold you back. That's just such a a huge thing for me. Um, And my information is pretty easy. You can find me at Amy, A-M-Y, at T-Travs, T-T-R-A-V-S dot com. Okay. And you have a, a website as well? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn um, under Amy Flores and my website, 
right now is www.retreatdream.com. Retreatdream.com, which keeps it from being a retreat nightmare, which is exactly. always important. All right. Well, it's been great to have you on the show. I've really enjoyed hearing your story. And I always like talking to people who make things happen for people. So it's been fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. You too. Thanks, Michael. You're doing great things. Such story and such a great business she has. I was so excited to have Amy on the show and I'm excited to have her as a speaker at Conference 21. Check out conference21.com to see more of our great speakers. The list is up and in the next couple days, we'll get a detailed page with more information about the speakers with their bios and what they'll be talking about and all the rest. I got a very interesting question on Facebook the other day that I wanted to take a moment to discuss. The question is this, how do you reconcile gratitude and ambition? Gratitude means being happy with what you have, and ambition means not being satisfied with what you have because you always want more. Aren't those two ideas in conflict? I want to talk about this because I am certain that many of you either grapple with this now or you will as you come to embrace gratitude in your life. Let's start by talking about gratitude for a moment. Gratitude is appreciating what you have by focusing on the positive aspects. As I record this, I'm in my office in my new house that I just moved into. It's a wonderfully large space with plenty of room for whiteboards, places to put stuff, a nice tile floor that my rolly chair rolls nicely on. It's also a little chilly. The tiles are a bit uneven. There are boxes that aren't unpacked. There's some bits of trim that are unfinished and sort of funky looking. I can't control the light coming in, so I can't use my green screen during the day. I have to get a replacement. Now, I have a choice of what to focus on, and I choose gratitude. I choose to focus on how nice the space is how comfortable I am, and how reliable the hardwired internet is. I don't think about the uneven tiles or the boxes or even the chill. I focus on my gratitude for this wonderful space to work in and the appreciation that some people don't have such a nice space. Even my own workspace was not this nice until this very month. I am deeply grateful for my wife. When I look at her, I see the most beautiful woman in the world. She's not perfect. I know that. She does some things and she has some habits that I do not find ideal and don't completely understand. She is not, if I'm completely honest, objectively the most beautiful woman in the world. But she's the most beautiful woman in my world because I focus on the aspects that I am grateful for. I focus on her love and loyalty to me and my daughter. I focus on her incredible talents, whether it's cooking amazing food, artistic abilities I can only dream of, or her ability to successfully tackle all manner of household and automotive repairs. As well as some aspects of beauty that I'm not going to get into detail on, but trust me, she is quite beautiful in my eyes. The more I focus on the good, the more I appreciate the good, and the happier I am, and the more she wants to share that goodness with me. My friends, is the secret to a happy marriage and a happy life. Gratitude for all that is good in it. So what about ambition? Ambition is good. Covetousness is not. Let me explain the difference. Ambition is the desire to be better. Covetousness is the need to be better out of satisfaction. The Bible says... You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant or his ox or his ass, as in donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Covet does not mean appreciate. Covet means envious desire. Covet means being unhappy that someone else has what you want. Appreciate is the core of a beautiful concept called compersion, which is the state of being happy for someone else's happiness. 
John, you have a wonderful wife. I'm so happy that she takes such good care of you and makes you so happy. That is compersive appreciation. John, you have a wonderful ass, so reliable and healthy, carrying you and your goods into town with hardly a care. A donkey used to be a very important asset in the days before cars. That is compersive appreciation. Coveting, on the other hand, is looking at John's wife and wishing she was your wife, even so far as thinking of ways you might take her. This takes your neighbor, your friend, and makes him an obstacle to your desires, an enemy. This creates evil in your heart and darkness in your soul. To bring it to modern times, if your neighbor has a nice car, and you look at that car as something you would like to also have, possibly as an inspiration to increase your income, then this is ambition, not coveting. It is ambition and inspiration to strive forward. Gratitude in this case is appreciating that the car you have now is reliable and gets you from place to place. It's recognizing that not everyone has the freedom of travel that you do, and being grateful for that. These two things come together when you say, I am grateful that I have reliable transportation, but I aspire to one day have more luxurious accommodations. Further, you can express gratitude for the gifts you have that allow you to grow and strive that these ambitions can be goals instead of dreams. Gratitude and ambition work hand in hand. In fact, gratitude makes ambition more possible. By appreciating what you have, you are more likely to recognize opportunities as they present themselves to actualize your ambition. Have gratitude for your ambition and ambition to greater gratitude. Some of you who know me may be wondering about this, so I'm going to tell you that while covetousness was a useful device to make my point, yes, having an excuse to say you have a wonderful ass in a professional context was a selling point on using that example. You gotta have fun in this life. Speaking of this life, this life has just been through 11 months of 2020. How are you feeling as we come to the end of 2020? Tired? Excited? Disappointed? Hopeful? How about motivated? That's not one I hear often. Some of us are thinking hoping that when 2020 ends at midnight on December 31st, everything will magically get better. All the woes of 2020 will be behind us, and 2021 will be a magical land of joy and prosperity. It's green, but it's better to strive. 2021 is an opportunity. It can be an incredible year for us all, but it won't happen magically, and it won't happen without action. You can't limp out of December and expect something to change in January. But if you spend December preparing yourself, if you spend December getting getting fire in your heart, powering your mind, energizing your spirit. If you use December like the catapult on an aircraft carrier, then you can crush 2021. You can crash into it like the Kool-Aid man going through a brick wall. You can truly make 2021 your best year ever. And I'm here to help. I have created a daily motivational series, which will appear in your email every single morning from now until New Year's Day with a powerful message to get you fired up and ready to dominate the coming year. The best thing is it's only $7 to join. For just $7, you can get the daily inspiration you need to smash through the end of this year. Wake up in 2021 and say, let's do this. Visit crush2021.guywhonosaguy.com to sign up now. That's crush2021.guywhonosaguy.com. 2021 won't make itself amazing for you, but you can make it amazing, and I can help. Stay tuned after the credits for a sample Crush 2021 message. This is the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with Michael Whitehouse. Segment introductions by Rowan Whitehouse. Our theme song is composed by Patrick Howard of Four Unicorns Design. Other music was Bits and Bites by Klaus Appel and Summer Ambient Piano by Raphael Crook of filmmusic.io. Find us on the web at www.guywhoknowsaguy.com. Questions can be submitted in written form or as an audio file to michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. 
If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You can also follow The Guy Who Knows a Guy on Facebook at facebook.com slash the guy who knows a guy. If you know someone who may enjoy this episode or the podcast as a whole, we welcome you to share our links with them. Thanks. I'll see you next week. And now a sample of the Crush 2021 motivational message. Visit crush2021.guywhoknowsaguy.com to sign up to get this in your email every single morning for the rest of the year. That's crush2021.guywhoknowsaguy.com. This is Michael Whitehead here to help you crush 2021, make it your best year ever. You know this program was not supposed to start until December 1st, but here you are, November 22nd, Sunday, you're already listening to the messages because you are getting prepared early. You are getting ready now. You're not going to wait. You're not going to wait until December to get ready for 2021. You're doing it right now in November. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. And you're on top of this. You're getting ready. You're getting your mind right. You're getting your energy right. You're getting focused. You're getting ready to crush 2021. You're starting to let go of 2020. Let go of the things that upset you, things that set you back, things that disappointed you. Holding on to the things that are great, things that make you strong, that make you awesome. So when you go into 2021, you've only got the good stuff. You're leaving the bad stuff behind. And 2021 is going to be your best year ever. How are you preparing? What are you bringing? What are you strengthening? You've got 40 days left, including today, to get ready for 2021. And you're going to be building it and giving it everything you've got going into 2021. 2021 is going to be your year. 2021 is going to be a year that you dominate, that you crush. You're not going to look back on that year and say, oh, I don't know. You're going to look back and say, that was the year. That was when it happened. That was when everything got awesome for me. I'll see you tomorrow as we continue to get ready to crush 2021. Get this in your email every single day of 2020 at crush2021.guyonosaguy.com. That's crush2021 at guyonosaguy.com. You can crush 2021 and make it your best year ever. Sign up now. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com. December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.